The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about and that's really fun. County is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to do the game shape. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. But, most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Harling Podcast. Wexford built on their excellent first round win against Limerick with another victory coming out on top with a 220-120 win over Clare and Ennis on Sunday. The cameraman seemed particularly taken with you, Ben. Sure, they, and they pick out the good-looking people in the crowd, don't they? <laughs> Seemingly so, yeah. The camera was on yourself and Dale on nearly as much as it was on the game. Yourself and Harry Ruddle are the, are the new faces of the weekend. How, how, are you, how are you taking to the fame? I'm going to lay low for a while, you know, till things blow over. All right, fair enough. We are delighted to be joined today by former Clare All-Ireland winner Colin Ryan to discuss the game. Were you almost expecting Colin to get another one over Wexford considering the way games, well, championship games have been going the last couple of years? Uh, do you know what? No, I wasn't, to be quite honest. Um, like, I just think that um, we're kind of in a different place. I think people don't really maybe realise maybe the calibre of players who are missing. They're, we're being a bit unrealistic, I think, you know, in terms of, you know, you take out kind of like five five all-stars or, you know, a young hurler of the year and four all-stars out of a team, you know, like you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to struggle, you know, to a certain degree anyway. I think, and I don't think it's the it's the lack of hurlers. I think it's just the lack of leadership, maybe, you know, uh, in the group. I think at the minute there's an awful lot of young hurlers and um, I think they have an awful lot of learning to do, I think, in terms of how they're stepping up. You know, you just, even looking at Dermot Ryan, like, you know, it's only now really that he's kind of grown into that kind of leader and he's kind of three years behind him. Um, but you can't expect Mark Rogers and Shane Meehan and, you know, them lads to, you know, even Patrick, young Patrick Rotty came on yesterday. Like, you can't expect them to, you know, to, to, to carry everything for, you know, this year. So I think Brian is looking to find a couple of players, but I think after Wexford's performance, maybe against Limerick last week, um, I don't think I was really expecting, you know, anything too much out of yesterday. No, it was a good second half performance. Um, and there's a lot of things I think we have to learn from, but um, it wasn't too much of a surprise to me anyway. I have to say, I was incredibly impressed with that karate fella. I, I thought he was just brilliant to watch. His touch is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, like, would you believe I, I, I didn't know the fella until we played him in a challenge match last year uh, below in the field. And I'd say he scored in a club challenge match. And I think he scored six points from play. And I was like, I came off like with about 15 minutes to go. And uh, 
I turned around to somebody, I said, who's that fella? I said, I had no notion who he was. But, um, like, he just seems to be getting better and better. You know, he had a great club championship. And I see even there during the week, like, he's captain of um, the UL Freshers, like, you know. So they're obviously thinking highly of him. And he, he seems to, but he's just, he's very, he seems very awkward, but his touch is actually really good, you know. And he's very athletic. And he just seems to be catching ball there, you know. And he's still only, you know, 20 years of age. Like, so it's... It's crazy to think how, how quickly he could progress, um, you know, at that age. But he's a real find. I've seen him come on at halftime with the socks pulled up. And I looked at him and I just thought, this fella's not a hurler. This is a man <laughs> now. That's very judgmental, Ben. I was thinking, this is the fella that his club, the lads in his club are telling, you know, county management, oh, you have to give this lad a go. Right, we'll bring him in and we'll give him a go. <laughs> and we sure he's not up to it. But prove me wrong anyway. No, I like I I, I I don't know where he came out of. Like he's been on no he's been on no Clare squad, like you know, really, you know, he's not been prominent in terms of anything, but God I like the evening I came out of the field there and he absolutely roasted our centre back. Like <laughs> and our, our poor centre back was wondering like who the hell is this fella like and um just I, I don't know, it just seems to go about his business, but seems from from what I gather, you know, a really grounded kind of a young fella, you know, and I suppose has earned his kind of call up and stuff, but he just seems to be taking any stride. You know, I don't think he's any airs and graces about him anyway. You know, but um, yeah, he he definitely has a look about him that's <laughs> that, that stands out. You know, I actually had an experience marking the uh, chin in football against various models town back when he was probably seventeen, and he he would he wouldn't have been built the same way as he's built now. And I just remember thinking, I think I was I was being forward and he was being back. And I just saw this young lad and I was thinking, geez, I, I'll have this young lad's number. But I didn't. <laughs> we just put it that way. <laughs> oh, it happens. It happens, don't you? Like, it's the ones you take for granted. Like, it's, it's just like you got a young fella. But like, he, he, like, I often say I'm never normally surprised. Like, you know, I normally have a good like kind of ear to the ground in terms of you know listen to lads but I was seriously surprised that evening that he absolutely roasted us inside the field you know I was just like where did this fella come out of you know because I hadn't even heard his name you know and I'll be honest about that I hadn't even heard his name before that you know I suppose Rogers was the big one you know and he, out of his club so I suppose you know maybe maybe Crotty just kind of came under the radar but he, he had a fierce good club championship you know on top of it all and um Seems to be causing everybody water after that, so I don't think our centre back felt too bad. Well, he's definitely worth to start next week or in a couple of weeks, anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For the for Clare, like this this league, there's probably different goals than other teams, considering there's so many players missing. Like it, you can't really say Clare are um, in transition because you know Lone has been there for a good few years now. But just with so many players missing, is 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 the main goal just bringing players through now for them? Yeah, definitely. I think, but I like I don't know. I think our one problem is still the same problem that has been bothering Brian. I'd say since he took it over, and I think it's like it's it's two to two to seven is our problem. You know, like I think I think eight to fifteen, we have probably some of the best hurlers in the country. You know, in it like. It, it, we we stand up to an awful lot of teams. I think eight to fifteen, but I think if there was everybody in the county, if you were to ask anybody, what we're really worried about, like is you know we haven't nailed down a centre back. You know, like Jack has been tried there, and 
you know, John went in there. I thought John was the best of what we had since Conor Ryan, you know, had to retire, unfortunately. Um, but then you're robbing Peter to pay ball, you know, you're taking out an all-star full forward, like, to, to play centre-back. So, like, um, I, I still worry, you know, I think Rory Hayes is, is top-notch. I think, I think he's a very good, you know, man-marker. You know, he's tight, he's tenacious. I think Dermot Ryan is standing up to it. Um, but Aidan McCarthy is a massive loss, you know, like I think Aidan would have probably slotted in at that other wing back spot, even though I know he played in the forwards last year. But I suppose with Peter Duggan possibly coming back into the fold, um, we can probably release him. You could have released him back, but like then, you know, he gets an unfortunate injury like and breaks his leg, you know. So um like it just seems to be one thing after the next, but like I, I really worry for us. I think we're still missing kind of three backs, you know, and most prominently probably six and, and another corner back, you know, and there doesn't seem to be anybody that's really, you know, taking up the mantle and, and, and kind of holding their own. And um, I know we have a couple of young lads coming through. There's a, a Keen Galvin who, you know, would have been centre back for the, that minor team that got to the Munster final there a couple of years ago. And um, he was very good, but he had an unfortunate accident last year. So like, it's like Brian has no luck, you know, I think in terms of, of trying to trying to get lads to start in there, but it seems like he's going to play John in the forwards now. So, um, you know, it, it's it, and Jack seems to have started in centre back, but I do have a big worry, you know, when it comes to legs against you know Jack and possibly you know Paul Flanagan and Connor Cleary, you know. Whereas I think the rest of them, you know, are very athletic and you know can stand up to it. And I think that's probably going to be Brian's biggest, I think, thing that he wants to start out. I'd say between now and the end of the league, and unfortunately, I don't know. If the bodies are there for it, and it could be something that's going to come back to haunt us. Connor Cleary did. Connor Cleary impressed me on on McDonald. Now, I thought. Yeah, yeah, like physically, he'll match anybody physically. You know, that's you know, I, I don't I don't see an issue there. You know, I, when you look at the second half when it was they were getting a bit more direct. You know, he is he he will throw you out of the way. It's it's my issue is like when you come up against obviously you know you're you're talking about Limerick being the standard bearers like but. The movement of 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 Galan and you know Seamus Flanagan and you know even even in Cork they seem to be starting you know Barrett and Kingston it's that pace you know where it really opens up you know Connor struggles I think when when he comes out and then he has to face his own goal then going back you know so like man to man physically you know I'll put him I'll put him up against anybody you know I think I think he'd match anybody physically but. I suppose, um, you know, Conor McDonald kind of likes that physical game, you know, like when, when you saw against Limerick, he'd no problem fanning was route one, you know, and it was Conor McDonald, you know, for a high ball. He's a good hand at him, you know, so, but in fairness, I'd normally fancy Cleary against that, you know, I come across him in club championship and he does, um, he does have that physicality. It's just the legs, you know, the way the game opens up and I suppose you're talking about a hard ground in Turles or, or, you know, even get to the latter stages in Crow Park and there's a lot of ground to cover, you know, and that's probably our biggest worry. I mean, yeah, just thinking, thinking of all the players that are out, Tony Kelly, Aidan McCarthy, Shannon Hurd, Duggan O'Donnell, Ian Galvin, they don't solve the problems at the back. <laughs> no, that's the biggest worry. That's the biggest worry. Like, I know um, there's a, there's a, a Mike Goff from Spinner Bryant's one intermediate last year, and he's kind of been on the bench, but he hasn't really played. There was a Keen Nolan I was really impressed with uh, from from Killaloo, and they won the intermediate at fullback last year. Real athletic type of a fella. Um, you know, you've Keen Galvin from Clarecastle who's coming back from an injury. I know he played at UL in the Fitzgibbon. 
you know, so he's been playing wing back. So I don't know whether Brian is kind of easing him back in and kind of hoping that, you know, he gets the hurling behind him there, you know. So there's a couple of lads that I suppose gearing towards the future, but like unless Brian is going to pull a rabbit out of the hat, I think between now and the end of the league, you know, I still do worry about about that back line, you know, and, and kind of how it's going to hold up to an awful lot of pace, which is the way the game is playing now, you know, and um, I suppose Dermot Ryan has developed, um, but we, we're, we're still missing, you know, a, a seven and a, a probably, a, a, definitely a wing back, a cornerback and, and probably a six, you know, not being unfair to Jack, but, you know, Jack has been around a long time and, you know, I don't think six is his best spot. So, like, it, it is very hard to know what's going on in training. I know I was talking to John Conlon and I think they're only 24 togs uh, against Wexford with numerous injuries. You know, we talk about the big injuries, you know, happening, but it seems like, you know, they're dropping like flies inside there. And um, I think you're going to get a lot of that, I think, maybe this year with how tight everything is and how the schedule is. You know, it's about managing the workload and I think it's it's a new kind of phenomenon, I think, for all managers now trying to work out what the timing of of championship is, you know, I, I'd say, I hear John Kiley talking about Limerick now, uh, you know, he'd be bluffing half the time, but, uh, you know, um, I, I think a lot of them are kind of trying to work out the timings, you know, of this new championship. Yeah, it's like, even, even the fact that the last two years have been so different as well, like last year's league was the pre-season, like the complete pre-season because there was no matches up until a week or two before the league started. So it is kind of new ground. Yeah, definitely. I think, and like Brian, I was glad Brian got two years, you know, after after kind of the the, the, the COVID, I suppose, uh, seasons, you know, like that at least he kind of has time to build. You know, I do think that he seems to be getting, a, a, you know, an awful lot out of players, you know, that they, they, they definitely are improving and hurling for him. It's just, you know, you'd like that progression for some of the young lads maybe to come a bit quicker. But then on the other side of that, like, you know, I actually met Darry Egan on Saturday evening. They were staying down to Radisson in, in Limerick on Saturday. And I played Fitzgibbon with Darren. I just so happened to come across him in the shopping centre, like, and I was just chatting to him, like, and, uh, like, he's at a total different level because he's trying to come in and, 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 and set a standard, you know, very early and try and get a lot of, I suppose, credit built in the bank. You know, he doesn't want to lose and, and be experimenting and, you know, stuff like that because every manager is minding their own patch, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, so, like, you know, Wexford kind of seem to be setting their stall out early that they're going gung-ho, you know, for, for, for a lot of games, which, which is rightly so, you know. He, he wants them to, to believe in, in what he's doing. Um, and, and winning games is the best way to make you believe, you know, that you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. Like, so... Um, you know, Brian is in a very different place, but at the same time, we, we, we can't, I suppose, be making excuses, you know, forever. Um, I do think that Shane Meehan and Mark Rogers are going to get probably the whole league, which I think will stand to him. Um, and even Rogers hitting freeze, you know, like, and I know he missed a couple, you know, kind of yesterday um, that you'd kind of be saying, oh, yeah, you maybe, you know, I've seen him get them, but like, you know, you have to grow into that role too. And I think, you know, having the responsibility where he knew he was taking them all day and it didn't seem like he was looking over his shoulder, you know, to be taken off him or anything like that. I think that's important too, you know. You're not, you weren't uh, called in to show Mark one or two free, had to take freeze, no? 
he's all right. He's all right. I've seen him. I've seen, I've seen him take him. Uh, I'm always willing to help, but it's all. It's it always has to be asked. Everybody's different. <laughs> you mean you have to be begged? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. No, I don't know about that. Would you have noticed differences in Wexford's style of play moving on from Davy? Uh, like you know, I I suppose I watched uh, League Sunday last night, like and. You know, Davey's very funny. Like, you know, I think I think he's just, you know, he's trying to make it out like that. You know, it's 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 the same type of game. You know, highlighting it. But I I I don't know. It's definitely not as tippy tappy. You know, they're definitely not building as uh, as slowly, I suppose. And you know, from the back line, they seem to be playing a bit more direct. And listen, like you could just see it. Uh, there was an awful lot more direct ball to Rory O'Connor. You know, yesterday into space. You know, I think he really seems like he's he's enjoying his role, you know, at Derry Egan. Like, he seems like he's, he's making good runs and they seem to be delivering the ball a bit earlier, I think, rather than... Um, I think there's a certain element with, with Davies' tactics where teams sit off and they don't allow you that space, you know, because they kind of know you're going to carry it into them. Whereas um, I definitely think with, with the way Wexford played the last couple of games, there was a bit more directness. You know, I think to the way they played and trying to hit the ball into space. No, they were two very different games too. You know, like when you looked at Limerick and Wexford, like uh, the whole second half, like I, I had to laugh. Like I we've obviously played below Wexford Park and the wind is obviously like massive. <laughs> but the whole second half was Mark Fenning trying to score a point. <laughs> it, was just like, <laughs> it was just mental, you know. So like they were obviously hoping to break and but they crowded the middle that day you know and they didn't allow Limerick you know to kind of move out with the ball as easily maybe as they have done previously you know they didn't sit off they set off them in puck outs but they didn't really sit off them in open play you know like they really tried to attack them I think and and kind of slow their pace maybe coming out with the ball but I definitely did see maybe yesterday in the Clare game there was a bit more I suppose methodical ball into space and like you could see the runs that Rory O'Connor was making you know it was very hard to defend um, because it was just one of those days when he was really on form. Um, and like, I suppose that's the one thing I kind of, you could see that he was trying to find Paul Flanagan, you know, because he kind of knew he had him for pace and it was nearly too late by the time they switched Rory Hayes over onto him, you know, and he got a goal scored. So like, he is definitely somebody that's going to take attention this year. You know, he's going to be the one that's, that's, that's marked, but um he seems to have that his game where he can match it physically and he moves around, you know, and I, I'd say Dara has given him that freedom, you know, that, listen, you know, you know, find your space um, because he really kind of, he takes the pressure off Conor McDonald in a lot of ways, I think, you know, and being that kind of one-stop shop for scores, you know, up top. So, um, yeah, there, there, I, I think there's just been a bit more directness, I think maybe like, you know, Matthew Hanlon hitting ball in from the half-back line you know, they've been, they're trying to build both ways, but it's going to take a while to come out of Davies, you know, kind of habits and mindset too, because, you know, they've just been kind of in it for, for when you train that way for so long, it is very hard to come out of it, you know, very easily, you know, so they will do things, I think, very mixed and matched, I think, for this year, probably. You would have been over Clare for a similar amount of time. Did, was there, did Clare find it difficult to transition from his style? I left and he went. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say, I'd say they did. Um, to be quite honest, like you know, from from speaking to, I suppose I had, I had taken a year out after Davy left, um, which was decided before Davy left, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, like from speaking to the boys inside, like I'd be absolutely very close friends with Paddy Donnellan and Bugs and um, and John Conlon. But see, the thing about it was, Don Logue stayed on for a year. You know, when Clare were kind of tr- you know moving on under Don Maloney, you know, Don Don Logue kind of did a year with Fitzy, and then stayed on for a year with with Don Maloney and Jury. So like there was a lot of similarities, you know, to some of the way some of the ways they played because of that. You know, Don Logue would be very much of the mindset of Davy, you know, in terms of how, you know, they played the game and the short passing. So I'm sure his fingerprint was over it. But yeah, it, it was. I think we got into, I won't say bad habits, but we we kind of got into the kind of a funny place with Claire, with Davy, where we we were very much kind of playing kind of over and back and weren't really that direct, you know, and, and trying to maybe look for, I suppose I won't say softball, but you know there was lads kind of standing back and kind of looking for easy passes, um, because we were playing that kind of type of 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 hurling, and um, I suppose our directness and our ball winning ability kind of suffered because of it, you know, because we weren't kind of doing that that kind of physical, you know, leaving your man fifty fifty ball all the time, um, and and it probably took a while kind of to get out of them habits, but you know I I definitely found in the second year under Donal and Jerry probably with Don Logue leaving, that there was a marked change, you know, and how they played. Yeah, like, I think it was a big question that was always going to be asked of, not of Dara, but of of his regime now, with the change of having Davy for five years and being able to come out of that style. I mean, against Limerick, I think what Dara did really well is he used both styles. Like, against the wind, they did play a lot of short ball. They did work the ball out. And they they didn't just hit long balls against the wind. And then second half, a clear change uh, and a lot more, as you were saying, planning was going for a couple of scores himself. But there was a lot of long balls hit into Conor Mack. Uh, Then on Sunday uh, against Clare, then, you know, there's Conor Mack uh, was in against Cleary and Cleary probably was getting the better of him. So there's the option to go for Rory O'Connor. But there are options that they don't work as well when there's only two men in there, I suppose, which was the case under Davy for a long time. So I think it's, yeah, it's bringing out the best in both of them. Yeah, and even even I found, you know, when Clare was struggling at Wexford the last day, they, you know, they withdrew uh, Donald McMahon, you know, out of it. And I was kind of looking at it going like, you know, you're asking a lot of Shane Meehan and, and Mark Rogers, you know, to, to, to win, you know, foot races all the time, you know, like, there was one ball that John Conlon played kind of, you know, it was, it was nearly out to the corner flag, you know, to Shane Meehan. And, you know, that's bread and butter to Liam Ryan, you know, in terms of like, you know, physically kind of getting close to him and, uh, and touching on that. But obviously, Clare were very different then when John went inside, you know. And I think, you know, if you're going to play that kind of way, you have to have a, a primary ball winner, you know, that's, that's going, to, going to make things stick. You know, and, and, and John, I suppose, is one. I suppose Shane O'Donnell is, is another. You know, I'd love to see kind of Shane and John kind of interchanging, you know, if we can get get them back, you know, because Shane is, is you know, a, a great ball winner. And I think he'd be a great foil for, for Shane Meehan and, and Rogers, you know, either side of him. He'd bring him into play. But um, obviously a very, very different type of ball winner is John Conlon, you know. So, like, I'd like to see Claire have that varying degree of, of ability, you know, to be able to to do that, but definitely, you know, withdrawing the player and leaving two inside, and then hoping, you know, the, the ball, 
like even when you look at Limerick doing that, they never withdraw a man far enough, you know, to kind of leave three inside. You know, they always, you know, they always have a busy body kind of, you know, 30 yards out, 35 yards out that's going to kind of engage a cornerback. You know, if you go too far, you know, you have the, the kind of problem where a cornerback will stay and it becomes 3v2. Whereas if you just go enough, you know, to engage that cornerback and kind of make him think, you know, this is where I need to go, then, you know, you have that kind of 2v2 option. And obviously, if you have a, if you have a ball winner in there, it creates it creates massive ruckus. But I, I think the, the big thing is not going too far. You know, I think if a, if a corner forward or if you're withdrawing somebody and they go kind of to midfield, you know, you're you're really just... You're, it's, it's a very hard game to play if you have 3v2. You know, so many of the cornerbacks and fullbacks are are so fit now, you know, it's not as if you can, it's not as if you have this slow cornerback, you know, like, I look at, like, I look at Rory Hayes, you know, I've come across him at club championship, like, he's a bullet, like, you know, if you covering ground, you know, you may as well forget about it, like, you know, my game now is, you know, hit it on the top of me, I don't want to be running through corner flags, you know, and chasing lads <laughs> like that, but there's no, there's no cornerbacks that, um, that are slow anymore, you know, they're all so competitive, but, like you definitely want to leave 2v2 and not 2v3 you know I think you're really kind of um you're really against the eight ball I think if you start going that way do you think that Brian Lawn might be a little bit concerned about the intensity that was shown I, I just noticed on Sunday that those two moments in particular and uh, might be a bit harsh but both Rogers and me and didn't they kind of put in token efforts at chasing uh, the Wexford backs and it just it gave them that time to pick out the good ball into the forwards to work to work the ball out maybe one pass and then bang in on top of Rory yeah I think like they have a lot to learn I think in terms of you know the work rate required I think as well you know they're they're, they're great lads you know and I'm sure they're going to pick it up but it is such a different game you know when you look at the work rate of somebody like, and I think this is where we're kind of, we're kind of caught. You look at the work rate of somebody like a John Conlon or a Shane O'Donnell, you know, they will, they will chase and harass, you know, especially Shane, you know, I think people kind of underestimate maybe his ability to turn over ball, you know, and chase down lads and do that. And I suppose not having them lads around, you know, the, the, the team in, in league games, it's, it's, it's nearly, as I said before, it's nearly not the, the level of hurlers are missing obviously tony you know bar tony you know it's it's the it's the level of leadership i think around the the squad you know you're taking out you know lads who've 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 worked so hard for so many years to for, for claire you know and, and and have proven themselves at the highest level and have shown that work ethic and i think you know when you take them out and and, and lads are kind of looking around going who am i gonna you know look at here to to t- take the lead I think um, that's what kind of Claire are missing you know I think they, they need to learn from you know I, I know when I, when I went in there myself you know like you look around at the older lads I remember starting off and you were looking at Colin Lynch and uh, I think the first one of the first times I was training um, Colin was coming towards the end of his of his career I was like 17 or 18 and we were running outside in Valley Line and I remember the strength and conditioning coach saying uh Colin was in a group with me and, uh, and another fellow who was only like 20 at the time and I remember the strength conditioning coach saying like um, Colin do you want to join a different group like you know to Colin Lynch and he was like I, I, I was like you what are you after doing to us here you know he ran the two of us into the ground like <laughs> out of pure ignorance 
<laughs> and I just remember going afterwards going, what did you do to us? You know, here, like we were, you know, you absolutely fueled him up. Like, I don't know whether it was a ploy or not. I don't think so, knowing the fellow who did it. But uh, I remember coming out of that training session going, oh my Christ, like, you know, if that is the level of a 34 or 35 year old, you know, running us into the ground, then, you know, we have a long way to go here. Like, you know, and it's, it's that type of character, I think, that Claire probably missing you know, around the setup because we've a lot of similar kind of lads who are, you know, kind of, I won't say journeymen, but kind of are only starting out their careers. You know, they've been around squads, but not a lot of them have nailed down spots. You know, Colin Malone is probably, you know, your one that you could say over the last six or seven years, well, five years, I suppose, has really kind of um, shown that. But Claire missing that bit of ignorance, I think, you know, that bit of a lad who'll, who'll show them, you know, the level required to, to, to get that. And I, you know, John is very good at that. You know, Tony, through all Tony's, like, class in terms of his hurling ability, his work rate is second to none, you know, on top of it all in training and, you know, the sprints and, 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 and tackling and everything like that. But it is definitely where we've been missing, like, I often say, you know, it's weird. You you get all these all-stars, you know, and Limerick were the same, I suppose, when they, you know, won last year. But quite often, it's not them flash lads, you know, that kind of set the standard. You know, I remember in, in, in 13 when, obviously, you know, we got a, a fair share of them as well. And I remember looking around and going, like, Keen Dillon, like, is the hardest man to mark here in training, like, and marks every one of our top forwards. You know, every, every Marks every one of their top forwards every day he goes out. And doesn't look flash, but he did all the hard work. You know, Pat O'Connor was Pat O'Connor was another man like that. You know, you if you if you went into a tackling drill with Pat O'Connor in training, like you would absolutely be sore for three or four days. You know, and they're not the they're not the flash lads, but you know they make a massive difference to a squad. You know, and they really harden up a squad. Like I'd say, there was nobody that would have gone into a tackling drill with them two lads. You know, that year you know, in training and come out of it kind of feeling like, you know, they, they had a handy run, like, so, and, and, and they're not talked about with All-Stars, but the value to our squad back then was, was absolutely, you know, was top level, you know, and they're the lads that I think Claire are possibly missing, you know, at, at, at present. I even thought that, like, last year, the, the game against Wexford, but in general, Claire in the Championship, it's something that I noticed that the intensity from the forwards chasing down balls that they had no right to win that that's what made them so impressive at times and that's why I was so surprised on Sunday to, to see the kind of talk and running from the, the two inside lads it was, again not to pick on them but it, it was it was twice that I noticed those two kind of just jogging out um, because yeah again la- last year I just thought that's what that's what made them such a dangerous team and that's what Brian, I thought, had brought so well to them, the, the intensity. And I don't know, maybe it's just because it's early league days as well. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, Brian Brian is funny. Like, you know, Brian doesn't get too high kind of around the time of the league. But, you know, he's a great man, like, to kind of time the intensity, you know, time the, the big speeches and, the, you know, like, you know, we're going to war here. Like, you know, but in fairness to him, he kind of doesn't go, he doesn't go at it every day, you know, which kind of makes it more picks important when he does do, yeah, he picks his moments, I think, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I definitely felt, 
last year from speaking to, you know, just a couple of lads around that like, you know, he was, lads were hurling for him, you know, and lads were really, 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 you know, kind of trying to go out and work for him and, and do that. And I, I think they will get there, you know, but I suppose our big worry is, you know, we, we you, you can't keep kind of using excuses, you know, of your missing lads. You know, some lads are going to have to step up at some point in time, you know, and unfortunately, like, you know, I look at little things like, you know, David Fitzgerald, and I'm not picking on David, but like the care we have to place, you know, to every ball at this level. And like, you know, the hand pass that Rory Hayes gave to him, you know, and he, you know, just dropped it. And it was kind of, it was nearly a token effort of trying to get back. And it was such an important goal. You know, it was the winning of the game, you know, with, with Dio Keefe's goal. But it was just like, you're coming out of the fence here. You know, there's there's six or seven minutes left in the game and you're kind of going, you know, you have to care for the ball like it's, you know, like it's your child, you know, in a sense, because, you know, possession turned over as a score and especially possession turned over kind of 20 yards out. And that's kind of my big worry with Claire. It's just that kind of lack of concentration at key moments. You know, I look at like a Sean Finn. Sean Finn, it takes everybody with him, you know, like when he comes <laughs> out, but he, but, he, but he doesn't drop a ball. You know, Sean Finn, his level of concentration is just second to none, you know, and, and obviously I'm picking probably the, the cream of the crop there, you know, he's probably the, one of the best hurlers in Ireland at the minute um, in terms of consistency, but that's the level you have to strive to, like, you know, that you're not going to make a silly mistake, or if you do, you know, you have to spoil it, you know, you have to have enough rootlessness to kind of go, okay, I have to stop it here, you know, you have to have enough smarts, you know, to go, that's a good foul. You know, because that goal turned out to be, you know, the most yeah. important score in the game yesterday. Yeah. Finished the game, really. Yeah. How would, in Clare, how would Davies Fitzgerald's tenure in Wexford be viewed? Would would people look at it as being a success? Um, like, I suppose Davies very different in the sense that, like, the Davy I know and the Davy supporters know are probably two different, very different Davies, you know, like in terms of like, I would often say like, I'd have no All-Ireland without Davy, you know, like in the sense that he changed everything that we, you know, our level of professionalism was absolutely atrocious, you know, before Davy came in, you know, and I'd been there like four or five years. So like he definitely upped the standards in terms of, of, of how we operated. Um, I do think there's a bit of a shelf life, you know, in terms of, of, of how he goes about things and, you know, how he does things. But definitely, as I suppose, as players, you know, from speaking to lads, I suppose, former players and stuff like that, you know, you kind, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. And like you could see that for the first couple of years, Wexford were really bought in, you know, bought into it. And I suppose winning, you know, a Leinster title um, I don't know what I suppose realistic expectations were below in Wexford, you know, at the time. Um, but supporters would, you know, kind of be very much like Marmite, you know, like you're either for him or against him. And I don't think they actually take into account maybe his level of achievement in that. I think it's more personality-wise, you know. I think it's very much kind of like his personality outweighs everything. And when you're talking to supporters it's it's kind of like you know you're either in his camp or you're not in his camp whereas i think when you talk to players i think there's no player player that would say um you know that he didn't change up the way we operated and you know we we wouldn't have won in all ireland without him you know in terms of of um 
our level of preparation, you know, and how hardened we were maybe that year. But I think then it just got a bit kind of, you know, we were nearly trying to be too smart all the time then rather than sticking to maybe what won us in all Ireland in 2013. You know, I think we tried to be a small bit, um, you know, too cute about things. You know, I think, you know, when you look at maybe what a successful team does, you don't need to change up a lot. Whereas I think Davey was nearly preempting maybe what other teams were going to try and throw at us and trying to out kind of think them. And like there was no, I, I don't think there was that much need for it at the time. You know, I think we were always trying to, you know, do something kind of totally different. You know, there was a couple of years maybe after, I suppose, the, the loss to Wexford that year, it was nearly the year after, the two years after that. Um, you know, not a lot changed, I suppose, the year we, we lost to Wexford. But the two years after that, it was nearly as if we were trying to reinvent ourselves again. And I didn't think we needed to reinvent ourselves completely, you know, and um, that was the thing. But I, I often, it's funny, like, Davy's tenure could have been completely different. I often think back and laugh at this. and like, you know, every rule that comes in in the GA, we get, we get hit with, you know, like every, every new, new rule, you know, like Podge is the only man ever sent off, I think, for pulling the face cards, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and we could have beaten Wexford, you know, in Kizzy Park that day. And then we go down and we get two men sent off below Wexford Park. And we still nearly pull it out of the bag. And I often think back and I go, if we'd have just got over Wexford that year, you know, I think the confidence would have, kind of, you know, I think stepped on a level. Um, but obviously you, you're, you're licking your wounds for, you know, four months after after getting dumped out of championship. And I think we probably nearly had too much time to think and Davey had too much time to think and we were trying to reinvent ourselves again, you know. Bit like, it reminds me of like Padraig Harrington after he won three majors in two years and then he decided to change his swing because he was just always they, looking they, for an extra there's edge. There's actually... There's actually an awful lot of the personality traits that somebody like a Patrick Harrington, like I've golfed with Davey, you know, like, and Davey's a very good golfer, like, you know, in his own right. And like, he's the, like, he's the very same, like, you know, he's just, you know, he has that type of personality that's always trying to get, you know, that extra 1% and like, you know, love it or hate it. I'm sure like it's definitely a, a trait that, you need at this level but it's not the only trait you need you know yeah. and i think you need to have a kind of a level-headedness about you i think you know in terms of that as well as in sometimes like he's trying to be so innovative he's actually ham- hampering himself yeah and I, I i i don't think don't look helped that you know when he when he came into the clear setup you know because um like i just thought don't look was a bit gimmicky you know and he was a bit kind of you know wanting to change things up um and I suppose we lost Paul and Paul was very kind of, you know, he was very analytical in the way he played and he was very level-headed and he kind of knew what worked and he had a great mind about him. That's and Paul I think Davy and him, yeah, Paul Kinnerk, yeah. And I think Davy and him worked, you know, like I thought, I thought Paul was kind of, you know, it, for, for all the, the innovative, innovative stuff that Davy was thinking, Paul would kind of put it into practice in a very practical way, you know, and it kind of, it, they, mar- they, they married well together. And Joe Connor then used to be very good in terms of like, you know, Joe was his own man and Joe was our SNC fella, you know, who went to, to Limerick. And Joe was very good at kind of, you know, I won't say standing up to Davy, but like he'd stand his ground and kind of be like, you know, listen, the lads have done enough. You know, he'd, he'd try and get us to, and I think them, the three characters worked well together, you know, and it's amazing then when you kind of just change the dynamic of a management setup. Um, 
you know, I didn't really, I won't say I didn't have confidence in it when Paul left, but I, I could feel it changing, you know, and then it kind of just, it, it, it started to become a different group and the messages that started to come across were, were different. And, you know, I, I, again, I often think back to like, you know, it was after that Wexford campaign that we lost to Wexford, like Paul went traveling the following year and David tried to replace him and Mike Deegan left, you know, Mike was really, really, really good guy, you know, really good selector, really good at kind of man managing players and stuff like that. And it's amazing when you kind of move, when you move pawns around the place, and I'm sure David tried to fill people with the same level of characters, but you just can't replace, you know, some people. And um, I found that the dynamic kind of changed, you know, and I, once I didn't get on with, you know, the people that came in, but the messaging was very different to maybe what got a success in the first place. Yeah. Wexford also have a, a bit of a, you know, a what if story. And we look at 2013 and the, uh, the, the Clare win after extra time when, uh, when Mossy yeah. Waters got the cruciate, cruciate injury. And I think Clare got two points in when he was down. Um, yeah. What do you remember from that? I would you believe I actually remember it's funny I remember we were we I won't say we were coasting but like we kind of had the game you know we, we thought we had the game wrapped up or you know Davey thought we had the game wrapped up and I remember um I got taken off at about six or seven minutes to go maybe about five five minutes to go maybe and um I remember Davey going like you know great job like you know you know whatever like you know the kind of you know you're coming off and kind of feeling like you yeah. know the game is won like and you're kind of going somebody will see this out and I remember the shock, and then I remember Davy just coming up to me, and he's like, um, "You're starting extra time again." <laughs> you know, and I just, I just remember kind of going, "You know what the hell?" Like, you know, I was kind of like, <laughs> "You thought you your know, day was like, done?" Yeah, you know, in a, in a sense, I suppose, like I, I I probably had played maybe you know every minute of of all the games prior to that. I suppose being the free taker and stuff like that, and I, I just kind of maybe switched off for a few minutes, just thinking I might get a breather here, you know, take a round of applause, going off the field and stuff like that. But I remember, I remember trying to get warmed up very quickly again. It was like a case of, you know, um, it was, it was just get your, get our mindset right again, you know, but um, yeah, it was, it was a strange one. You know, personally, I think it was kind of a strange one because it was like, you're going back on again straight away, you know? That was kind of crazy in, well, Davey got so much criticism last year for bringing on lads who he had taken, who had to come off against Kilkenny, who had cramp and all. And I was looking back at the, the last day or two, looking at the Clare game in 2013 and 2014, actually, I think. Shade Namori came on as a sub in normal time, got taken off in extra time, and then got brought back on in extra time again, I think. Uh, stop. <laughs> 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 Shana was kind of that versatile player though I think I think for Davey Shana was kind of that versatile player that like could maybe fit in anywhere you know and he kind of brought that bit of energy I think but I actually I saw um, the interview last week was it was uh, um, Harry Kyo I saw that like the kind of just the headline of like you know I, I knew it was done when he was bringing players on, you know, that had just come off, like, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And it, it is, it is disheartening. It is like, and you kind of feel you, you lose maybe the, the, the squad, you know, or, or like you lose the, the kind of, um, and, and I think we definitely did lose that. I think, you know, in 2014 and 15, you know, we had our kind of 22 lads, whereas in two, in 2013, 
I remember we had some ferocious A versus B games. Like there'd be a fight every single day in training, you know, and like it was just, it was, it was animal. But like we had, we had experienced lads like Fergal Lynch, you know, who mightn't have started every game, but like Fergal would be with the B team, you know, and he'd absolutely rough lads up in the A team, you know, he knew his role and you, you can't, you can't beat experience like that. And I think the game has gone so fast and so kind of, I suppose, open now that you actually don't get lads sticking around. You, you don't have that experience floating around camps anymore because lads are finishing up, you know, at, at 30 years of age, you know, and 31, that you don't get your, like I remember when I came on the scene, obviously I spoke there about Colin Inch, but like Frank Lohan was still there, you know, um, uh, who else was still there? Like you, 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 the Quins, you had, you know, you had jury just coming on the scene, but like you had lads from 97, you know, still floating around and like you were just in awe of them kind of going, you know, all like, like, you know, you wouldn't even mess with them. You, you wouldn't even sit in their seat in the dressing room. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was different. It was different times, but the game has changed. And I find that like, it's, it's the, the kind of, the personalities that are in the game now are very different to maybe what they were even, you know, as I said, when we won in 2013, you know, you don't have your your kind of experienced lad, lad hanging on, you know, as, as your number, you know, 25 or 26 in the panel, just even set the standard in training. Um, in that game in Wexford Park 2014, you obviously had two men sent off. I think both of them were for fouls on Limog McGovern. Yeah, Jack, and was it Jack, Jack Brown, and I'd say Brendan Bugler, was it? Yeah, it was, I think. It was. Brendan Bugler, yes, Brendan Bugler. Yeah, Bugler. I still, I, I still slag, I still slag bugs about it. <laughs> was, was uh, Lee Moog to be targeted? Was it like, we can't let be letting this fella score like he did the last day? Uh, sure, he was, he was lightning, like, he was lightning. And I think, like, the one thing I will say is that, like, we had, we had great lads, like, like if there was a if there was a player that needed a bit of roughing up, like Brendan Bugler was your man, you know. Like he was just <laughs> he, he like I I remember I remember like Davy riling him up for Joe Canning, like you know for about like uh, about two weeks. We obviously played him after we played Wexford in in 2013. We played Galway in the All Ireland quarter final, and I remember like Davy absolutely in his ear every night in training. You know, like would you let Joe Canning do that to you? Would you let Joe Canning do that to you? You know, it was just, he had him. He had him driven demented, you know, like, and uh, in fairness to Bugs, like, you know, he was very good at that, you know, but you don't, I don't, I don't know, like, you probably don't even get away with that anymore in the field, you know, like, there's there, like a pull of a jersey now, and it's like, you know, it's, you, you can't even get tight enough to somebody, but the rules come championship is very different, you know, in the sense you'll get away with yeah, a bit yeah. of intensity, but, um, you know, like, Grod Hegarty's probably after ruining it now for everybody because <laughs> they'll, they'll be pulling for everything now, you know. Um, and I definitely do see, you know, you can see um, they definitely seem to be kind of targeting. I won't say targeting, but kind of referees seem to be kind of pulling for Limerick's physicality maybe this year. The one thing they're not pulling for is Limerick throwing the ball, you know, which is uh, which is kind of strange. But they seem to be definitely trying to clamp down maybe on on some of the things, you know, that Limerick were doing. And you kind of don't know... you. I, I always have to laugh at, you know, there's obviously discussions. Nobody will ever talk to you about these discussions that referees have, you know, but there's definitely, you know, talk early in the year about, you know, certain things and you often see them being pulled, um, I think, as the league goes on and then suddenly, you know, the cream of the crop come to championship and it's like as if all these rules are forgotten again. You know, the league is kind of like <laughs> just 
we, we'll show them who's boss and we'll show them what's acceptable and then we'll forget about it all, you know? It's kind of like the, the referees all have a... They monitor social media to see, see what the hot topic is. <laughs> but but they haven't picked up on the hand passing yet, but I'd say they will. Yeah, yeah, there was, I think there was, there was a lot of talk about it after, you know, uh, this weekend, I think, with, with Limerick and even even last weekend, I think, you know, it's it's definitely a hot topic, I think, you know. Um, so we'll see you now over the next couple of games. They have, they, have, they have two weeks now, don't they, to, uh, to kind of have their meeting again, you know, to see what they'll pull for for the next two rounds again. <laughs> it'll ruin the game if we don't allow throws. <laughs> literally, you'd be blown away still every, every couple of minutes, sure. Sure, like it's either it's either kind of just accept it or you know and change the rule, you know, that it just has to be a forward motion, you know, or something like that. Or I suppose you're, if, if you change it to throwing, you'll have somebody throwing the ball from 30 yards, you know. Aye, so aye, like, um, but I, 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 I actually don't know what the solution is to it. You know, people are coming up, it's it's referee interpretation. I think you know, referees, I actually feel sorry for them, like if hurling is probably the most technical game in the world, like you know, you think about somebody getting the ball. And they're counting their steps. They're counting how many times they catch the ball. They're checking the time. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's just it must be absolutely horrible to referee. You know, and then on top of it all, then you have to you know see that somebody you know throw a ball from you know that you're you're trying to come up with thirty yards up the field. Was he being fouled? Given up on the ball one. thrown? Yeah, I think they've given up on it. Yeah, to be but even the steps, even the steps, like you know, I had to laugh like the justification of. Uh, of Mikey Dwyer's goal against Limerick, like you know, after he was being fouled, you know, sure it's okay to take fifteen steps if you're being fouled, you know, but like if you're not, you know, and I get, I, I get the point, you know, like, but it's not written in the rules, you know, like it's like if you're being fouled, you can take ten steps, you know, and it's like, and then, and then actually a couple of minutes later, like it's so funny, like Tom Marcy, I think, took like six steps going up the field and the referee blew him for over carrying and like <laughs> the irony of it all like it's just so like consistency is, is, like, is what angers people I suppose or in- yeah. inconsistency inconsistency is what angers people well I, I know like on the Mikey Dwyer one I, I've literally just thought about this now if you if the referee blew for the foul there is it a black card and a, a penalty because he scored a goal <laughs> from it which means it was a goal scoring chance yeah, I, I listen. I gave up on that uh, that goal scoring chance when Aid McCarthy got a black card last year against Tipperary out of the sideline. Like you know, it's just like crazy. Like I, I again, again, it's like anything in the GA. It's like they nearly try and complicate a rule and make it really, really hard to interpret. And like that, you don't get the consistency. Then you know, like, uh, like if they just simplified the rule and went like you know, if you're inside the arc and you're you know, if they drew a new line on the field and went, okay, it's a penalty if you foul inside here. You know, like it's, it's like it's, it's like you kind of have to accept, it, no matter how much annoyance you get. I like, obviously, I've been running through a club championship like loads of times, and somebody fouls you, and you get up and you're really annoyed, and you're like, you know, <laughs> like you know, you're like, what can the referee do when he give you a yellow card and give a free like? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing he can do. I think you just like there's some rules that you just have to get over and get on with it, like you know, and um. I think, like, you look at, like, the game is so fast that, like, you look at Harry Ruddle's goal the weekend, you know, like, he couldn't even catch him to pull him down. You know, like, that's, like, hurling is just such a quick game that you don't have that kind of, like football, you don't have that slowness where, you know, you can really kind of pull at somebody, you know, if they're close to goal. Um, 
it's very much an impact game, you know, and I think if you try and change too much, I think it, it, the interpretation of it just becomes totally inconsistent. That, uh, that interpretation, I'll just to let you know that that ref was a club man of Gary's now. <laughs> oh, I won't, I won't get into him. <laughs> I think he was done by the rule, to be honest. Ah, sure, listen. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, they've just so many of them. They've just so many of them. And, like, it's, it's just, it's crazy to think, like, and they seem to be just adding more. I actually think hurling would be a better game if you just simplified it. You know, it went like, you know, you. are never going to get perfection. Like. No, no, not a hope. Not a hope because somebody, if, if, if you take away one thing, another thing comes on, you know, and then the big discussion. I actually think, like, it's nearly, it's nearly media kind of dictates, you know, what they're talking about you know, in yeah. a sense all the time and it's what's the hot topic, you know, and you, you can't keep giving out about something, you know, you're not going to get perfection. If, if you really want to get perfe- perfection in hurling, it's going to become a non-contact sport, you know, and nobody wants that. No. It's, it's probably no harm to, to trial things in Fitzgibbon Cups or maybe in leagues or, or Walsh Cups or something like that, but slow down a bit, like, <laughs> there doesn't need to be two, two rule changes every year. Yeah, I think, I think presidents still coming in Kind of wanted to be their legacy though too like you know it's i think yeah, there's that's... a bit of that now going on like that they kind of want to change something that makes the game better you know and you can see there like with larry mccarthy like he's you know fast tracking the football championship because he wants his name to be attached to it like you know in the sense that you know i was the one who changed it you know and yeah. stuff like that which i don't think is a great way you know but it's it's like anybody now everybody's trying to look out for themselves you know like mm-hmm. which is kind of horrible way maybe society's gone you know it's kind of like the overriding, you know, factor of the game is kind of gone like. So you heard with Dara, Dara Egan in uh, in Mary I. Was it was Mary I? No, no, in NUIG. Dara did a primary degree in NUIG. Yeah, we lost yeah. uh Fitzgibbon final semi final to WIT below in the Mardike in two thousand and six. Who took the freeze? Uh, it wasn't me in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually was. Uh, it was Dara. Yeah, I said Dara took him. Yeah, he was a. Uh, was a fair operator full forward until he backed in he was like you know I, I thought he was going to be the next big deal for Tipperary you know and then obviously kind of he got a few injuries and ended up a sub goalkeeper then for a while you know and stuff like that but uh oh he was a fair operator and Fitzgibbon Hurling he was like and he and like and he was Mr Fitzgibbon on top of it all you know he was good crack you know there was a great social scene with Fitzgibbon back then you know and by god if you didn't go out like that I'd let you know about it as well you know <laughs> so like it was uh it was uh, it was good times, you know. There was a couple of a couple of great characters in that squad actually. John Lee, who heard with Galway, remember under lockdown, sent back for a while. John Lee was on it, and uh, who else? You'd um, uh, a couple of Galway lads, a couple of Clare lads. We kind of we had a good couple of years. We we played LIT. We played the LIT All Star team in in two thousand and seven. Then in the Fitzgibbon Fitzgibbon uh, <laughs> Middle Final in in Carlo. Um, which was uh, which was a nice eye opener. I think they went on to the ten all stars or something after that, or you know there was ten lads who received all stars in that team. I think Jesus. subsequently, and and the funny thing about that was it was actually six lads from my own club playing in that given final, and none of us received an all star. <laughs> so there must have been twenty four other <laughs> six lads from the one club. Six lads, yeah, from the market, yeah, in that given final there was a. Uh, there was two Barretts, two brothers, uh, two good buddies of mine uh, playing with Galway um, with me and David Woods is in goal. And then you had Bernard Gaffney and James McInerney playing with LIT at the time. 
Yeah, I remember uh, each other, did you? Yeah, there was plenty of us, don't worry. We didn't get near LIT <laughs> to flake him anyway. The only flake they got was David Woods, absolutely pole axe Joe Canning, and he got sent off, which made our job even harder. <laughs> uh, I remember that hearing when, when Darry Egan was in Mary I, I think they won the Ryan Cup, and in one of the games against, um, must, uh, I think it was against Queens in Belfast, and he scored 17 points. Yeah. He, he was meant to have been fairly seriously accurate back, back in the day. I'm sure he still is. <laughs> he, had sure a, he, is. Would, he would have had a tough job of uh, displacing a couple of them Tipperary number 14s. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think he went down to the, the goalkeeper route very quickly. I think after that. <laughs> in 2014, when Wexford did finally get over the line against Clare, were you a bit shocked at the reaction in Wexford Park? Uh, I, I suppose it was. We kind of knew going down there like this. Um. That the crowd was going to get behind them, you know, and stuff like that. And I think maybe the way the game went, you know, like I have to say, like you know, they're a seriously passionate bunch of supporters, you know. And it, like, I, I actually, it, 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 in a weird way, you know, obviously at the time you're really, really, you know, kind of, you're really, really annoyed. And I suppose we were probably a bit shocked, you know. We kind of thought we were all Ireland champions, you know. We, we, I suppose we felt everything kind of went against us, but we still kind of thought we could have pulled it out, but. In a weird way, I actually have, uh, I won't say fond memories of it, but, you know, I kind of, you know, it was kind of a, a memory where it stands out, like, you know, that you, you, you don't mind when you're beaten by gracious people, you know, that kind of really, really rode in behind their team, you know, and gave it everything. And there was no kind of, um, no qualms and there was nothing, you know, there was no ex- excuses, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a real tit for tat game, you know, kind of right throughout and, um but it, it, I have a good memory of it. It's not often you kind of play in stadiums that you get that packed the crowd that close to you. You know, I know, um, like obviously you play in Crow Park, but the crowd kind of feels far enough, far away from you on Crow Park because of the vastness of it. But um, like stadiums, like I remember playing in, in Cusick Park when we, we lost that famous square ball, uh, or not square ball, the puck out outside the square in 2008. Munster final against Tipperary where the referee called it back. Um, but the crowd that evening, I just have memories, you know, there are certain games that kind of stick out to you where the crowd is nearly in on top of you and they're, they're really, but Wexford Park that day in 2014 was one of them, you know, where you kind of go, it was electrifying, you know, it really was. But um, obviously at the time we were shocked and we were, we, we were probably annoyed and disappointed and felt like the world was out to get us with the sending offs and stuff like that. But when you look back in it, like we 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 just weren't good enough, you know. I'm gonna hit you with a few quick fire questions now, if that's okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Who is the best player you've ever played with? Or oh, played with? Oh, that is a tough one. I'll tell you what. I'll throw a curveball. I played Railway Cup with Brick Walsh, and he was a great character, and on top of it all, a great fella. And I was like only young at the time. But he was just one of the, um, you know, top class hurlers, you know, that ever played the game, you know, in terms of it. Um, obviously, I'm hoping that I can say Tony Kelly at some point in time because he's probably going to be one of the best hurlers in time. But um, Brick Welsh, anyway. I think Tony's already there. He, he, uh, he'll get there. I just, <laughs> I don't want to jinx him. 
Right, who is the toughest Wexford player you've ever had to mark? Oh, Keith Rossiter. Yeah, why so? I just, I, I remember kind of like having some serious battles with him when I came on to see. I remember we played you in a league final in, in oh, was it 10, yeah? In Turles, I think it was. And uh, just had some good battles with him. The toughest cornerback I ever marked was Ali Canning. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> I didn't get a sniff of it off him. I think I got whipped about three times off him. <laughs> what type of hurl did you use? Oh, Torpy. Torpy all the time. Uh, in fairness to the lads, they were brilliant. Um, I'd say I broke their hearts, I'd say, in terms of... I was the type of fellow I needed to take away about seven hurlies and I could return with four two days later and go, I don't like them. So they were they were sound <laughs> that way, you know? In fairness, they were, they were, I suppose as a free taker, they were getting the, the advertising, you know? So yeah. All right. yeah, you but, always want, like, say... Oh, this jersey is signed by this man, but you would have actually used that hurl. So, yeah. No. Who's the one player what? that you'd go to war with? Brendan Bogler all day, every day. Especially after he's been riled up by Davy for a week. <laughs> yeah, I, he was. He was just. He was just one of these lads. You, you just, you like. He'd go through a brick wall for you, you know, and like, and you'd want him going to battle with you every single day of the week. What is the best inter-county goal you've ever seen? Oh, ever seen? Oh, Joe Canning's catch against Cork over his head, top class. The one where he was going backwards. Remember that one? Against Kilkenny. Swivels, yeah, yeah. He was going backwards and he caught it and he swivels, stuck it. That's two weeks in a row for Joe. Uh, is for, it for, for that goal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop! Really? <laughs> yeah. Harry Kyo yeah, picked him last week as well. Oh, uh, it just it stands out. It's like you know, it's just one of the goals that stands out, kind of. A country mile, I think, when I think back to, you know, top quality goal scored. Like, you know, I'm sure there's been loads, but yeah. it just, it, it just, it's very memorable. Do you know what and Harry Kyo's, do you know what Harry Kyo's other favourite goal was? I don't. <laughs> it was his own in 2014 against Clare. <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? I did score an absolute, probably, well, I, I won't say it was the best. I'd say it was the second best goal I'd say I scored the pull on the ground against Wexford. In uh, in that league game, I think for about <laughs> twenty five yards. I may look back at that one again. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I, I, it was my own version of Adrian Fenton from about forty yards closer to the goal. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian Fenton, <laughs> John Fenton, John Fenton, or John Fenton. Sorry, not Adrian oh, Fenton. You're mixing Fenton. up with Adrian Fenton. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a Wexford <laughs> podcast. You know, I'm, I'm just in that zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite or most memorable moment from your career? Oh, winning the county championship in the market in 2012. Um, just, I suppose, I come from a, a very uh, traditional family where all my uncles and fathers would have played with uh, the market. And I think just uh, my uncle was captain. We won in 81, and we had like kind of a, a 31 year gap between winning championships and we had so much heartache like we lost two finals before we we won that one in 2012 um so definitely uh, just the elation i think um locally you know kind of coming back home to to relations and uncles and families you know kind of stuff like that was was a uh, was a great memory it was actually a great like probably 18 months i suppose it was probably the best yeah. 18 months of my hurling career you know because we went from winning that to, to winning obviously the the uh, Lee McCarthy, you know, the following September. So <laughs> it was a, a good memories. How did you get on yourself in the final? 
Oh, I did all right. I did all right. I got men of the match. Good stuff. Take that. Take that. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, we have one more thing for you to do. Our, our, our new segment is the, the Hurling Podcast's Hurler of the Week. But it's going to be a Wexford player. But you get to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's horrible. Uh, it's definitely Rory O'Connor. It's easy one to pick. That's fair. I think I think a special mention for Mark, Mark Fanning as well. I think himself and yeah, uh, yeah. Mark both had good games. No, the one thing I'll say about Mark Fanning is like braveness, definitely. But like Shane Meehan hit it at him, and John Cullen hit it at him. You know, like <laughs> I was just like John couldn't hit him any more times. I'd say it's just like <laughs> right, right. I think I think that was the you know the the sharpness that John was probably missing. But I think it's the inexperience then of a Shane Meehan. You know, like he got inside, and like you have to be. You know, finishing them low, I suppose, and stuff like that. But definitely, he's as brave, I tell you, as any goalkeeper you'll you'll come across. You know, he's, yeah, I saw I'd say he has the marks to prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Not as bad as uh, as Stephen O'Keefe, I'd say, that time from Anthony Nash. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Your goalie in 2013, the Clare goalie Patrick Kelly, he he ran out to block. He did. He did again. He, he must he, have had a serious welt as well. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get hit though. Oh, did he not? Sorry, no, I don't think so. Should we about 12 on the line? Like, but sure, I, I, my, my claim to fame, the, the funny thing about it is they all laugh about Anthony Nash's. If you look back in the first game, I actually stopped one of his penalties or 21s. And nobody gives me credit for it. <laughs> I don't think I knew much about it. <laughs> save is a save. I don't, I, I honest to God, know nothing about it. It was that fast. I just got my hurley and I don't know. The ball just flew over the bar then after it. I was like... I'd say you were just glad to hit your heart. <laughs> oh, would you, is, yeah. would you stop? He was just like it was dangerous. It actually was dangerous though. Like he, you were nearly fearful of getting hit anywhere. Like, yeah, I always argued that that was one of the best parts of the game. Absolutely. I, I, I actually, I actually think though that it was getting to the stage where the penalty wasn't as beneficial. Like that, they, there wasn't enough of being scored. You know, for such a, you know, I do think there's definitely more of them being scored now. You know, I think it was. Um, three in the goal was a lot like well yeah if you couldn't bring the ball past 21 and just three in the goal you're seriously under yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely like if that rule had been changed to one in the goal tip would have definitely won the 2014 and can yeah uh, Calnan missed two penalties yes yes but it was acceptable yes. at the time because yeah but that's what I'm saying it was it was coming to the stage where goalies were so good and the lads on the line were so good you know like that mm. The reactions, like it was, it was actually really hard to score. It. You had me thinking of when you said the Canning goal against Cork. I was thinking of that one. If you remember the one in the league game against Cork, he caught over the rock. Oh head. yes, yeah, was, no, not yeah, that was ridiculous. As well. That was ridiculous as well. He was only twenty. Was he, he was only 20, 21 at the time? Something like that. He absolutely bossed the rock. He threw him onto <laughs> the ground before he finished. <laughs> no, he probably took steps. If they yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. that way. <laughs> no, it was the other one. It was the one that came in over his head and he swiveled. It was just an absolute oh, exceptional yeah. goal. Would you have been disappointed yourself in 2013 being the championship top scorer by, by 18 points from Patrick Horgan in second to not get an all-star? I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm vindicated this year because the Hurling uh, top scorer and the football top scorer didn't get an all-star. So <laughs> I actually feel like I'm not my own anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I remember, I remember, listen, obviously, like, 
uh, you want both. If I'd have choice of one, you're taking an All Ireland. Yeah. You know, but you know, I did. Um, I suppose there was a. I won't say a bit of soreness at the time, but like you know, I I remember Davy ringing me the day the All Stars like before. In fairness to him, like you know, just he was like I remember it was named that night for the hurling All Stars. And uh, he just gave me a heads up, like he was like, listen, I don't think it's going to go your way. And I remember kind of going, well, at least I have time to, <laughs> to yeah, kind yeah. of process it before I got there. You know, actually, I, to be quite honest, um, all the lads had to go inside and we stayed out and we, uh, <laughs> we had a great time. Had crack. <laughs> <laughs> Silver linings. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Yeah, yeah. And Colin, yeah, that was definitely. great. Thanks a million. Yeah. Cheers, lads. No, good crack too. Nice to get back talking about hurling. That's great. That was an enjoyable chat with Colm. Very nice fella. Good crack. And main thing is, I suppose, great to get a win. Um, Shane Tompkins, unfortunately, couldn't make it. Gary, have you been talking to him? I haven't, no. I assume he found his way back from Tipperary. He did, but that's kind of the issue. Um, I believe... What he did was reported, and now the Gardaí are involved, and there's an ongoing investigation. Oh dear! You probably can't so, say too much more about that then. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. We we'll, we will provide an update whenever we get it. But thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Up Wexford. Hey, hello Wexford.